You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your veins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and get $10 off your first order with that promo code locked on and get the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysrunacouch.com. And this is the second episode that we are putting out today. I, I swore I was going to try and be more positive today. And this is part of it where I get to talk about fake baseball and and good fake baseball and winning fake baseball that the Blue Jays are playing. We're going to get into that a little later on. Um, I do want to offer a couple of notes from the newest department of Locked On Blue Jays, the corrections department. And a listener of the program uh, messaged me after today's earlier episode came out and I completely botched the past two drafts. Um, yeah, I, I kind of got them mashed up in my mind. Um, just, just for the record, uh, 2018 had Jordan Groshans and Adam Kloffenstein drafted in the first and third rounds. Griffin Conine was drafted in between them. That was the very position player heavy draft that the Blue Jays went on. And then last year, 2019, is when they drafted Alec Manwa and Kendall Williams, who I failed to mention before he was drafted ahead of Desan Brown in the third round. So I, I I can't really make an excuse for that. That's just me trying to go rapid fire and just mushing too many things together, too many Alexes. So apologies to all involved. Now that that's out of the way, what a difference a week makes. And I, I mean that in both the most serious sense of the word and in this instance, a lighter sense. I know last week a lot of my podcasting was just complaining about the Blue Jays and how their bullpen was terrible and how they, they couldn't get anything going on offense. And since then... They have gone five and one. They have won five games in a row. They took two of three from the AL East leading Tampa Bay Rays and then went into Baltimore and did what they should have done at home. And they swept those Orioles. They took all three games. Today's needing extra innings, but they got the one run they needed in the ninth and then tacked on another in the tenth to take home a 4-3 victory. Um, they'll now be heading into a two-game series at St. Louis before an off day, and then they come home to play the Rangers and Mariners. So, some chance to really make up some ground uh, for the Blue Jays. What's been the difference? Well, um, the starting pitching has looked at the bullpen and said, well, if you're not going to perform, then we're just going to go have to go out there and, and do things anyway. And the off day came at a good time because essentially the Blue Jays skipped a spot in their rotation. It allowed them to call up an extra arm um, 
And then with the activation of Jordan Romano from the 60-day IL, that got another arm back. Even if Romano was optioned um, earlier this week, uh, along with the DFA of Justin Miller, who was briefly up with the Blue Jays and um, what wasn't very effective, but he had to give away for the newly acquired Oliver Perez in the returning Nate Pearson. And Nate Pearson played a big part in in this five-game winning streak. All, all the starters, really. I mean, Trent Thornton was the only pitcher who pitched twice, and he took it on the chin in Tampa Bay, giving up seven runs in a 7-0 loss. But he came out today against Baltimore, and aside from one bad pitch to Trey Mancini, who is the only place where you where you'll hear any any players doing things, but especially Trey Mancini. And as I, I've continued to do so on Twitter, as he has popped up in the season simulation, we wish him the best of luck in recovery from his cancer diagnosis. And hopefully he will be back on the ball field terrorizing the Blue Jays again, or maybe acquired by the Blue Jays. Who knows? But yeah. It, it was just a solid go through the rotation. Um, even even guys who have been struggling this season, like Tanner Roark, who you know has has had a very rough go of it in his first year in Toronto. He was able to put together seven innings against Tampa Bay, where he only gave up the one earned run. Like it was just a a collective performance from that starting rotation that. You know, that's what the front office envisioned when they put these guys together, when they paid out for Tanner Roark, when they gave Matt Shoemaker that extra year, when they held on to Nate Pearson and, and try tried to make sure that he was going to be healthy enough. And and by the way, if he missed um, Pearson's start, that came yesterday, and he went six innings and struck out nine batters and only gave up the solo shot to Rio Ruiz. So that's the kind of debut I had in mind for Nate Pearson, not the one inning and then leaving with back spasms that happened in Texas. But um, yeah, Pearson did his part. Hyunjin Ryu actually had, probably had the worst start of any of the Toronto starters this week. He gave up four runs in seven innings, but still went seven innings. Like, the bullpen has never been this rested to the point where Ken Giles is able to come out on back-to-back nights and perform up to his abilities and, and to have relievers come out and put goose eggs on the board instead of, you know, coughing up six runs to the Astros, which, um, just a side note, uh, Boston has come up and is now a half game back of Toronto. And the main reason they've been able to do that is they took all six games in a week and a half span from those Astros. Like it was, it was a very dominating performance in those games. And it, it, um, I'm sorry. They went five and one against Houston. Houston did get the last one. I hadn't checked that score, but still the Astros are two and eight in their last 10 after leaving Toronto. So that made me very happy. I'm very thankful that the 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 Red Sox and I believe it was the Royals, the other team, who uh, who did in Houston like that. So, you know, very happy with those performances. But where that leaves the Blue Jays in the thick of things, 
Um, and I do apologize. It was actually the Athletics, not the Royals. So I take some of that praise away because the Athletics are being pretty evil lately. So where that leaves the Blue Jays in the standing as we head into June. Most of you are going to be listening to, to this in June. The Blue Jays are now two games above 500. They're 31 and 29. They're actually a game up on the Yankees for second place in the AL. Game and a half up on the Red Sox. They're still three and a half back at Tampa. And the the surprising thing is the Blue Jays aren't in control of the wild card anymore. Even after this five-game winning streak, they find themselves a game back of Minnesota for that second wild card spot. Oakland actually has the first one because the Angels are leading in the division at 32 and 26, buoyed by a fully recovered Shohei Otani. And, you know, I still think that if I I went to a Blue Jays fan in February and said, hey, in June, this is going to be a plus 500 team. This is going to be a team that can be relatively confident in the five starters it's throwing out there. And one of them's not going to be Chase Anderson because Chase Anderson has not been good. I, I don't know what his role is going to be coming back. It might bump, he might bump Trent Thornton down to the minors for a bit, but Anderson's going to have to earn his keep. And just, just looking at those kind of results, it, it does tell you that, you know, this is still a very young team and it's going to fr- go through sometimes when it just, they will not make sense like that four game sweep last week against Baltimore. But when, when things come together and, and when their hitters perform as they have the ability to do, it can be a very effective team. It can be a team that plays winning baseball and it can be a team that does compete for that playoff spot as we all thought heading into this season. So I want to highlight a a couple of the bats that's been key in this kind of resurrection of the Blue Jays over the past week. And we'll get into some all-star numbers because I have all-star numbers. So uh, that will be coming up. Just a reminder, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. So you can eat it and enjoy it and have that rich chocolatey coated goodness without having to feel bad about yourself. It's 100% chocolate. It's soft. It's easy to chew. It's, it's basically like nougat in your mouth and it comes in 16 amazing flavors. So many options. Um, they're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high in protein, they're high in fiber, so it can help you stay on your diet as you indulge in ATC treat. And if you go to builtbar.com and use that promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your first order. So, you know, you're essentially paying with, well, for me, shipping and handling was, uh, you know, it came to $42. So that's about two little over $2 a bar, which is a pretty good deal. If you've seen the prices on Cliff Bars, that's a good deal. So get a better bar, get a tastier bar, and start losing weight as you want to do. 
So go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code locked on, and get $10 off your first order right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So I wanted to highlight a couple of the bats who have done a lot of the damage for the Blue Jays. And one is a pretty obvious one. Um, Bo Bichette is on fire. He has been on a ridiculous tear in the latter half of May. Like, it's, it's the full realization of everything he can be. He seems to be able to get the bat on on the ball more often than not. I've I've seen his strikeout rate go down. But more importantly, he is serving as a pure catalyst at the top of the lineup. And as Blue Jays fans know, the need for someone to be able to do that consistently from the leadoff spot has been like a major problem for the Blue Jays. And now they have a guy who's just going out there and is just lighting up pitchers. If I actually pull up just what he did in the month of May, he had a hit in all but four games in the month of May. He had five. No, sorry, I'm not even counting right. Six games where he had three hits in that game. He He's just doing whatever he needs to do to get on base. He's beating out ground balls. He's he's beating out, you know, those those no-hopers that you think, no, there's, he's out. There's no way this is going to happen. And, again, just just serving as that guy. And, and they're not all, like, singles either. He's had quite a few, like, doubles in the stretch as well. He had a double in today's win. That that proved to be pretty vital. So it's been nice to have that from Bo. Nice to know he's continuing to push that level of performance. Um, he's now, he's still third in the all-star voting among AL shortstops. He's still behind Glaber Torres by a, a couple thousand votes. Well behind Francisco Lindor of Cleveland. But um, he's in there. As we stated before, Ken Giles is still top three. And Hyunjin Ryu has actually entered the top five AL pitchers. He's in at number five. That's six and two record and the and the low ERA of his, I believe. Let me just pull it up for you. Fine people. We're doing research as we go. That ERA is at 372 after the game against Tampa Bay where he gave up the four runs, but still he's done enough to get those votes um, to be mentioned in the conversation with Giles and Bichette. But the namesake of this episode is the one who I really wanted to highlight before we wrap things up. And the guy who I've had my differences with in the simulation, a guy who I, I've been looking at and just like, why can't she do anything a little more consistently? Like, can you, can you use the tools you have? Like, I know you're supposed to. And the fact that the Blue Jays even made a trade to try and rectify his position. I don't know if that woke something up in Teoscar Hernandez, but 
dude has, again, followed the lead of Bobachette and been uh, exploding over the past two weeks. Just to just to give you um, just to give you a frame on May twentieth, after the loss against Houston in that series finale, Teoscar was batting one seventy two. An on base of 260 and an OPS of 636. Definitely not what you're looking for for a guy who's known for being a power bat. Since then, um, that's the two Baltimore series and the Tampa Bay series. He's hit safely in seven of those nine games. He sat out one of them. So seven to nine games, had six hits in the recent Baltimore series. And has had five home runs in that stretch. Like the power bat has fully awakened. He's now batting 223 after this recent run. His his on base is now above 300, which I like to see. And his OPS has risen to 833. That's almost a 200 point jump in a week and a half of baseball. And as I said on Twitter, he's not just doing it with the bat. Um, his defense has come into play as well. The throw he made from left field to get Austin Hayes at the plate. That was a day where Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was DHing. And Hernandez comes up with this throw that, you know, it was it was a 5-2 game at that point. It was the bottom of the eighth. The, the Orioles were starting to hit Oliver Perez. Hayes had the third hit of the inning off him. They'd already scored the one run. The inning had been extended because of Bo Bichette's error. So it really could have spiraled out of control. It really could have been just another, you know, chalk it up to a bad bullpen loss for the Blue Jays. But Teoscar comes up with this laser to just nail Hayes at the plate and and end the inning and get it to Ken Giles in the ninth. And, you know, it's that's... That's the kind of all-around play that I think a lot of Blue Jays fans were tantalized with when uh, Toronto first acquired him from Houston. And now I, I'm starting to see it myself. And and if Teoscar wants to keep doing this, I mean, this is great for the Blue Jays because it means they have a legit platoon now. They can use Teoscar Hernandez against righties and Steven Piscotti against lefties. One of them can DH if Rowdy's not up to the task. Like, it's just made things so much easier. It's given more flexibility off the bench, which, when I talked about the Piscotti trade on this podcast, is what I posited would happen if things worked out right. That by by moving Derek Fisher and, and getting rid of someone who was similar to Teoscar Hernandez... And, and bringing in Piscotti, that things would be a little more balanced. And, and this week, they've been paying off for sure. So I am excited to see what will happen with Teoscar going forward again. Two games in St. Louis, and then Texas and Seattle at home. Hopefully the Blue Jays can keep this up, maybe start putting some pressure on the Rays. They, they've lived a pretty charmed life so far. So we'll see. We'll see if that pitching staff starts wearing down. But if you want to keep tabs on the season and all the goings on with the Blue Jays and with the other teams in MLB, this is a complete league simulation. 
that I'm doing. So if you're a fan of another team and you want to ask how your team's doing or how a player's doing, I had I had someone ask me how Chris Davis was doing. Uh, the answer to that question is really not well. He He played in today's game and struck out all four times. So, yeah, that's that's just where things are at with Chris Davis. Actually, I, I think he I think he grounded out. I think he got a fifth at bat in extra innings and grounded out. Um, nope, I I lied. I should not doubt myself. Four bats, four strikeouts, five left on base for Chris Davis. Sorry. Um. But yeah, if you want to follow along with that and ask me any questions, follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb in more ways than one. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya. However you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And... You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. And now that this episode's over, you can say, hey, smart device, I don't know your name because you haven't paid me to know your name. Say, hey, smart device, play Locked On MLB and you will get the latest episode with Sully. And if you want some interaction between me and Sully, you can check out the Boulder Minute podcast that came out on Friday. I'm a guest on it for minute 65, talking my usual brand of you know homespun goodness in regards to bat bunnies and beef jerky in california gas stations so it it all relates it all relates you listen to the podcast you'll you'll see how it relates so check that out and we will try and do this again um real soon so for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunacouch.com. I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's bonus episode. And y'all take care. Bye.